I am unashamed. What about you? Well, I want to say, because I won't see you tomorrow, so happy birthday, Phil. Yeah, we know that you'll, you. You'll be a, a number that we don't need to get into. It's just a number. 74. Okay, there it was. <laughs> so, well, you know Did you ever imagine yeah. yourself being 74, Dad? I mean, could you, as you look back over the span All I of know your- that, that for years, I thought if you were 74, you were old. Somebody, Dan sent me nothing's one, changed. One. Dan, Dan held his computer in front of me, and because of something I had said, and somebody, some little chick had said, I love that old man. <laughs> so Dan showed me that. He said, They think you're old, Phil. I said, Well, hey. So, what people don't know is April, this, this week, there's a lot of people with birthdays. So we used to love this week when we were filming. Because they gave us the week off because we had so many birthdays. Right. You remember that? So yeah. yesterday was Willie and Missy, my wife. It was their they were they have the same birthday. Yep. So what I did was, you know, ever since Willie on the podcast dropped me that he gave me those fifty fifty dollar bills when I thought, you know, I'm gonna have to start getting him something for his birthday. And I just wanna say Yeah. When Al's birthday rolled around January five, what'd you get? I got nothing. I mean, <laughs> well, that's I, I said, Willie, do you want to be on the podcast? No, I didn't even get a return back from text. Yeah. I was thinking a hundred hundred dollar mm-hmm. bills well, would be like the ultimate oldest brother. You know, if you really want to make a splash, you need not to, you zip. need to develop a certain set of skills that are priceless. Because well, I, I think that was the hidden thing. So here's what I did for Willie's birthday. I mean, he's still trying to butter you up from all the years y'all were fought all the time. Yeah, I think it was more of a duck commander issue. Yeah, so he, he he's, locked, still, he's still getting work out of you. That's I was leaking all. I was I was wanting to go a different direction, and he he come in there with them fifty fifty dollar bills, and boy, I went right back into the fold. You know what I mean? He like, knows somebody throwing around money like that. He knows to, you're a sucker for cash, yeah, Jay. That's the deal. I need to work for That's this man. poker money. So, uh, but what here? I think you'll find pretty interesting what I did because Willie's hard to buy for. In fact, he's impossible. What do you buy for a man? Well, what do you buy the man who has everything? So right? here's what I did. I think you'll find this interesting. <laughs> so when I we had day two of running with the ops. So I, I, we told about day one in an earlier episode. Google it. You'll find it. So day two I went, which was four days later. Mm-hmm. I run them again, and guess what? Same oh, story. I had about a 10-pounder. And, well, Willie – uh, came down that day. I think he was just seeing because now the quarantine. You know, I think yeah. he was just checking on mom and probably just so, wanted to get out of his house. He said he's uh, got a house full up there. So he said, "Of course, this is this is the day before his birthday." And he's like, "Oh, you caught caught a hop?" He's like, "You know, I caught a catfish the other day, and I couldn't even remember how to clean the thing." Which. <laughs> Is embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. And, and I could I could never forget how to clean it's the catfish. Double embarrassing to say that out loud. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I thought because I saw an opportunity there. The scary part is when young men, when they get a little older and and the money starts to flow, <laughs> they forget things like how do I clean fish? Yeah, it was a bad <laughs> yeah, moment. That's, right. that's what money does to you. Well, he's had too many people working for him doing everything for him. All right. It never he's, got me because I'm still. Red told me the other day, he said, Man, I ain't never seen anybody clean fish like that. I said, yeah. A lot of practice, dude. A lot of practice. Oh, yeah, thousands of pounds. Yeah. So that, that's me. Just, I've seen that through the years. People brag about their fishing and all, and we'll take them fishing. And then when we get to clean them, I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, 
That dude's a bald faced liar. Because <laughs> right. when you watch him trying to clean fish, well, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you really caught him, hadn't you, buddy? Yeah, you know, he's there's over. only one way but, that when you see somebody skin a deer, skin a squirrel, clean a fish, if they're doing it with such precision and speed that you're impressed. That means they've done that a lot. Oh. <laughs> hey, you remember that cameraman we had, Lyle? Look, that dude shot a deer and cleaned it in less than 10 minutes yeah. and without even hanging it up. But he just looked like some kind of warrior who hadn't eaten in a week. <laughs> he, and I he thought had he had been there before. <laughs> so people ask me, who do you who do you think's a great deer hunter? And I always say him. I've never seen any of his deer hunting, but I, I saw how he cleaned that deer and I thought, okay. <laughs> I was thinking he's killed that dude's good and with He was a knife. used to doing it where it happened in the woods and didn't have to drag him anywhere. <laughs> that also I did think that too. I thought, so well, he may have been do this to... in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been trying to avoid capture or the authorities there. I will tell a story. I didn't plan on doing this. I think the statute of limitations is running. Well, we hope but, so. But you remember that time? we were in Texas somewhere years ago. I might have told this story before, but uh, and we were we didn't I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're duck hunting. I mean, this is like twenty years ago. And feels like he tells Lyle, he's like, we need a deer because there was nothing to eat. There was no. We got there in the middle of the night. We hadn't eaten. There was no grocery store. We didn't even know where we were. And that joker went out there and had a deer in an hour. Oh, he, he walked with a bow and arrow. He walked behind this wherever we were staying and I and had him cleaned in just a matter of minutes. And we were eating that deer. I thought, man, I wish I could be like that. I mean, I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> he was, was a man with a certain set of skills. That's the yeah, deal. He but we that. were eating for sustenance. So, so what I was going to say was, so, so I took the op. And I cleaned him because Willie said, well, call me later, you know, if you're going to clean it. I want to see how how you do it. I was thinking he's never going to remember that. So I videoed. <laughs> he wanted my, a tutorial. Yeah, I videoed myself cleaning it. But I did it like in happy birthday. I'm like, here's here's my happy birthday. Usually you were in the boat with me in the fishing <clears throat> years. You were there. Far more than Willie was. Oh, I know. I've said As that. Was I. I've said that to him many times, and he's in denial about because he's like, "Boy, we worked when we were kids." I was like, "No, wait a minute. I worked. <laughs> you. I don't know how you got out of it, <laughs> but don't be thirty years later in your testimony we saying all. you worked when you had fins <laughs> in your hands Jason. and you were, you were down no. on the ground, the ground roots level. But Willie, the old, he was already looking ahead. The old financial acumen won out. Oh right. yeah, me and him were speaking somewhere one time, and we went into the childhood. You know, we didn't have anything. We're working, you know, and then he was like chiming in there, and I was like, "No, wait a minute here. Let, let's, let's be honest." So <laughs> same I, thing happened with me and Jeff. We were speaking one time in Oklahoma, and so we're talking about our lives growing up, and Jeff. After I'm talking about helping build the business literally from the ground up, Jeff starts in, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa Jeff. And you came later. Yeah, you came much later. You can't piggyback on what I did yeah. early in the early days. So I gave him the video. We we did a an airdrop because I went over and I brought him the – I cleaned the op for him and, and gave it to him because I was like, here's your birthday present. A so fresh, cleaned Opelousas catfish. That was and, quite a gift. Oh, I know. And a tutorial on how to do it. But how'd you future. give it to him? Tell, tell us how you gave it to him again. How'd you get him the video? What was? I, yeah, airdrop. Do you know what him. that means, Dad? Airdrop? The, and look. To airdrop? Send a plane in there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't live that far from it. 
Would you yeah. do, 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 let a drone take it over? <laughs> it's really, I don't even know how to explain it, but people, other people will know what that means. So, oh, I knew that would be good. It, it's a phone to phone instant well, here's exchange what of happened. information. Here's what happened. It's pretty incredible. Actually. I think it's, we may have some red in it. I mean, if you're listening to this or watching it, you probably are familiar with that. But Probably our audience is. But there's maybe a few like that out there that don't I'm get it. I'm missing out on a lot of things. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> Look, the video. That's still waiting on the plane. The video was the good five minutes. The news is I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> Look, the video was five minutes long. I cleaned uh, the catfish from start to finish in five minutes with the commentary. But if you take a five-minute video and try to text it, or, you know, send it via the phone, good luck. Yeah, most time it doesn't it's, work. Uh, Too it's big. A gigabyte, well, millibyte, whatever. I've never tried it. I've never been <laughs> yeah. down the gigabyte road. Gigabyte, <laughs> yeah. So what? You, but so somebody invented a tool called an AirDrop. If you're within the vicinity of the phone, like if you walk over there, you can push AirDrop, and whoever's around you. They'll pop up. You can tap them, and then it just immediately goes. Instantly to them. goes you, to their. You phone. get it in like eight seconds. So you think about it, it's pretty so, amazing. If you were going to go, you talking about going back in time. Last time we were together, Jace walks up with his phone. He's just filmed a video of himself. Willie walks up with his phone, mm-hmm. and then in a matter of seconds, what Jace just did teleports over to his phone. I mean, like that. It's just a, it's it's just called a, airdrop. It's airdrop. a spiked up version. It's a very good walkie-talkie. Well, yeah. Because yeah. you know you had. I mean, the, I'll admit, I don't. The, you had the landline telephone. <laughs> they jumped from there to CB radio. Everybody got into that. Well, the history they, of communication. Then they come up they, with a walkie-talkie. I said, now we're getting somewhere. Well, then they come up with this latest thing. This, so you're making a leap from walkie-talkie to airdrop. Yeah, well, that little black box. When what I got I'm to trying, that one, I'm like, no. But I'm, I'm trying out. to tell you. And there were a few steps in between walkie-talkie said, and airdrop. The much. only thing I don't agree with are the names of both. Why do they call it a walkie-talkie? You're not walking anywhere. You're talking. Kind of like walkie wherever you are, wherever you're walking, you can still talk. That doesn't make sense. I know it. They it should change. <laughs> it was better than trying to holler at them. But I don't it like. It was better than the can and the string that well, Dad used. <laughs> I don't like airdrop either. Because, like, Phil thought I. I've never heard a, of this terminology. I've never participated well, in this conversation <laughs> in my 70, That's why almost we're doing 74. It. And this is your air. birthday present. So, so you get in the message, and, and then when's the well, piece he's come? happy. Well, I brought the fish with my phone. So I, I gave him the fish, which, look. You know, you know Willie. He doesn't seem excited about anything ever. He was really excited about. Well, he was excited about that I cleaned that up. You know, I noticed last night, which was his actual birthday. We had Rowdy over there, and he's like, "Oh, we got to go. Dad's cooking fish." I was like, "Oh, I know where he got those fish." Mm-hmm. So well, then, he had eaten but, it down here too. Well, right. Which he came and, down, but I have to say, I hadn't had a fried op in a year because I hadn't been here when y'all cooked it. Oh, you yeah. just missed it. No, you no, I got it. I, and I'm saying oh. I wasn't even going to. I mean, I'm on this diet. By the way, y'all ate that that whole ten pound. Up. <laughs> well, I, was I like, told you, you're like people can eat a quarter of a pound. <laughs> that day when we did the podcast, of course. I, I I just I went over that quarter of a pound like it wasn't nothing. <laughs> hey, that's it true. That's it. I guess I'm going to, have to get out the rest of this fish. <laughs> he just started beating. I thought up. I had more than enough, but I saw y'all just. You have the public rule, and you have the Robertson men. I ate that's two and a quarter pound. So anyway, that's the night before because I have to deal with Willie. He has to have a birthday Eve because 
on the twenty second is my actual wife's birthday, and I don't care about so Willie then. You're right. out. So you get the twenty first, if anything. So what I did because it's very difficult, and I thought this would help our viewers. You know, you got the coronavirus. I mean, it's hard to, uh, you know, because I actually went shopping the day before. Nothing's open. You know, like I went to. There's one place is kind of my go to all occasions. I'm gonna pull up. It's closed because yeah. of the coronavirus. Right. So I thought, well, this is gonna be jewelry different. store. Same way. That's my go to. Yeah. So and look. So and I had already looked trying to order something, and they're like, you know, basically now they're yeah, see saying, you in a month. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to you. And so uh, what I did was I went with flowers that I found at a grocery store, but they were awesome. I mean, they were like pink roses and this big. But I decided to focus on the day itself and the meal. And so what I went with is fillets and beignets. Plus it rhymed. So I thought, here's here's my my gift. She she likes beignets, right? Oh, she loves beignets. Yeah, I thought she did. Yeah. And so they have these boxes that we had a box. Somebody gave it to us for a gift or whatever. Forgot about it. But I'd seen it, and I was like, you take the filet, because she loves filets, yeah. which I had, and you take the dessert to be the beignet. <laughs> I, I thought you this had a was theme. awesome. You know, yeah. st- that's going back to your old homiletical roots there. We talked about homilettes earlier. I thought you'd be more impressed. I'm seeing the softer side of my children. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how that's soft. That That's clever. <laughs> That's that's oh, very softer side. So I cooked the fillets, and <laughs> was I was at the Cafe du Monde box, like yeah, the, yeah, the mix, yeah, yeah New Orleans, you, yeah, it's good, good. Well, good. see, it was great too, because Karina's there; she's from Nicaragua, and I'm like, you can't live in Louisiana if you've never eaten a beignet. Of course, she had a lot of difficulty saying the word beignet. I mean, she's like a sophomore in college now. You would think she could well, get she it. She speaks but, Spanish, but this well, is a French, just this a French term. Yeah, she was like, it doesn't, that she's like, beignet, da, da. No, <laughs> be, don't look at the word. This is, if you're going to live in Louisiana, you don't know, a lot of people spelling. say, you know, I, I came to, uh, you know, oh, you cheetah, oh, you cheetah Paris, and I couldn't find you. And I was like, no, it's Washita. <laughs> Another one is that shinny lake. Yeah, shin, you know, there's, there's R's in there, and I'm like, they're like, well, why did that? Forget about it. Just it's shinny. It's they're like, well, how would you know that grammatically? You you're wouldn't. The, you'd have to be. You have, you'd to, have to have find, French descent. Yeah, to you had to find someone. So anyway, it was a it was a raving success. I thought it that just shows you in life you don't need something material. You know, I like so, it. No. Yeah, it was good. Let's take a break. Mother's Day in a in a pandemic, you know, in a quarantine is is a bummer because there's a lot of people that are not able to be with their moms. But we want to remember our moms and our wives who are mothers. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before. And so there's a company here that's going to be able to take care of you. And it's called Books. B-O-U-K. Uh, it's called Books. B-O-U-Q-S. It's short for bouquet. Yeah. Which makes sense. Books.com is where you go. Um, you can get some flowers there, which I know, Dad, you do a lot of flower shopping. It's coming Ooh. up, too, isn't it? It's coming up, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's right. How do you remember never, Mother's Day? I've never been day. a flower man. Well, I always remember because I preach, so, you know, Mother's Day is, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's always yeah. the second Sunday of May, Judge, just so you know. Second Sunday of May. Yeah, right. and Father's Day is the second Sunday of June. So, books.com slash Phil. 
is where you're going to go uh, to order your mom some flowers, especially you know if you're not able well, to be with Well, that's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up Oh, soon. that's why we're doing it. That's All why right. we're doing it. I got it. So you enter the code FEEL, and you get 25% off your order, which is awesome. So that's books, B-O-U-K-S dot com slash FEEL, use FEEL, uh, and get 25% off and honor your mom. So also, Sai's birthday is this week. On um, the, yeah, he's he's a couple of right. days after Dad's. So it is it is kind of funny. We had four family birthdays in one week, so it's kind of the. Of course, Dad's never much on celebrating the birthday. That's never no. been a big deal with you. It just reminds you you're another year older, and that's a bummer. <laughs> you know, my favorite line that, and I use it all the time from you. Every time we talk about birthdays, is is the resurrection looms larger. Yeah, you know, every I've day. been using that. Lazy That's a pretty good line. You know, it's amazing that we we say it's our birthday, like that's your starting point. But actually, you were there nine months, nine months earlier. That's right. In your in your mother's womb, mm-hmm. so you're actually you're on your birthday. You're nine months old. That's right. So you've already you need to go back. You're three quarters day. of a year. Uh, that you already been on the earth, I, so you can just add room. that to your total. So you're actually sure. be seventy four in nine months. You bet you. you're almost. That's 70. why I like these, uh, I like that. a lot of these people we bring to the Lord and this celebrate recovery and those type of people. You know, they they just view their spiritual birthday. They don't. If you ask them, you know, or have a discussion about it, they just forget all that. You know, <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, a tombstone. You know, when they said, "Why well, was a." Uh, why was he so bad? Who was the villain in there? Uh, Which so, one? When Johnny Doc, Ringo. Johnny yeah, Ringo. Johnny Ringo. Doc Holliday was breaking down him. You know, breaking down Johnny Ringo psychologically. Yeah, that's right. He'd been working. And he on said it. he he was born with a big hole in his heart. You know, <laughs> a big hole in it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, why was he so mad? You know, and he said for being born. <laughs> Yep. He, he was just—he just came out of the womb. <laughs> he just had a problem. Hurt, hurt somebody, <laughs> and the only thing you can do is shoot him in the head. I guess to fix it. I mean, that's it was, what happened. Right? I was like, "What a what a philosophy!" Because they were trying to. It was kind of stupid. He said, What's your problem? He said, "Being born." <laughs> I don't know why that got all over me when I watched that. And then at the end, you know, when he shoots it, he, he's like—he starts saying, "Come on, come on." Come on! After he shot, I thought, you know, if I was in the Wild West, because I've always had this, you know, longing to do. That's probably the way I'd be. You know what I mean? I'm like, he's looking at him. He said, "Poor soul. He's just too high strong." (laughs) I had to take him out. Well, I have to say, on the movie in Doc Holliday's defense, uh, Johnny Ringo had been making fun of him the whole time for being a lunger. He never thought he would outlive him, and so he killed him. You know, in the end. So I've studied with a lot of people who use that. They use their way of life as in how they were born. You know, like I, I've had people, especially who have an anger, you know, they, they, they're like, well, I was just, I was just born that way. Or you could even get into the, you know, same sex attraction. People say, well, I think I was born that way, you know. But I think Jesus had the ultimate answer when he said, well, you can be born again. That's right. I mean, it is. So, I because I, I don't like that for an excuse. I mean, I'm talking about Christian people. You know, Anybody? I, there was a there was a guy I used to play basketball with, and he would just you couldn't play sports with him because he would get so angry, and he obviously was not acting like a son of God, no matter what. But you always knew it was coming. He was just like a 
I mean, he was just had a, a had a temper problem, <laughs> you know, pent up rage. And finally, yeah. I just said, "Hey," he's like, "I've always been that way," and I'm like, "Well, you need to be born again." And I knew he was a Christian, but it reminded me of what we're talking about, John three, because I thought, "Are you saying that there's something God can't overcome? Can't fix?" I, I mean, it, it's in your mind, and it, you're in the habit of doing this, but this is all about being free. That's right. Which is which is what we should all be doing. Yeah. So uh, we're back to John five. Today. You want to continue our argument on John five? Cause well, I mean, time are. time hasn't changed that I'm right about it. But um, yeah. we we left off with this guy that uh, basically was crippled, and Jesus heals him. And so, as Jay's rightly pointed out, the backdrop to this is more than just a healing of a crippled guy. He does it in such a way by telling him to pick up his mat on the Sabbath, that it's going to now kind of grow into a larger discussion. Because remember, Jesus slipped away when he, after he healed the guy. Not only did he mm-hmm. slip away, what's fixed to come up, the man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. Because he and, met him finally after that. And what's that, interesting right? is because someone was an invalid, crippled, and Jesus healed him. Because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath— the Jews persecuted him. Jesus said this, my father's at work. For this reason, Jesus said, my, my father is always at work. For this reason, the Jews tried all the harder to kill him. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that seems for, for ultra-religious uh, people, <laughs> that they went from it's a okay. great point. Uh, he I healed this thing. person, but he healed him on the wrong day, so right. therefore, let's kill him. Yeah, I had a good, bad, you think and that's ugly. that's amazing, Al. I had a it's good, incredible. bad, and ugly response from the Pharisees. The good was when they said, who is this fellow? We talked about that last time. Yeah, who, right, that was, that, no, that was a good question. Who, who, who is he? The bad was when they said the law forbids you for carrying your mat. Because they missed the point. Why not celebrate? The guy was an invalid for 38 years. He's been healed. Someone has this power. Which is my and you're point. like, hey, who told you to carry that mat? And the ugly is what you said. Now you're now once you have found out who the fella is and who healed him, now you're persecuting him. That's right. And you're trying to get it. Downright ugly. And look, it wasn't just for breaking the Sabbath in verse 18. But even calling God his father, his own father, made himself equal with God. So there was the rub. It was like, There's whoa, a big whoa, rub. whoa. You know, and, and by the way, the, old, the, the Hebrew word, Aramaic for that is Yahweh. So when you would say Yahweh is your father, I mean, and put yourself on his level, that was a D-E-D, a don't ever do for, yep. that, for that time frame. So you're right, Dad. Their response was, we need to kill him. Yeah. I mean – that, that's pretty harsh. He just healed a guy, and you're like, we got to kill this guy. I mean, Which shows you how religious people can yeah. hold one day over another day. Right. You know, the Apostle Paul dealt with that throughout the New Testament. The rest of the reading is some people think, well, on this particular day, people are still operating like this. They get hung up. Yep. They miss the whole idea about why the day was there, which was just a rest principle. That's all that. Well, we, and, and then and the thing oh, about he picked up his mat. You were you 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 exercised a little strength there. I mean, that's out. But I think what they missed is they took that to mean guy quit working, and that Jesus brings that up from this point on. 
In fact, when he gets to John 6, he talks about, you know, we've been working. Where's that at? Uh, we've been, let's see, I think it's verse 26. Jesus answered, I'll tell you the truth. You're looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Uh, and then they say, what must we do to do the works that God requires? And he says, believe in the one he sent. But then he gets into somewhere where he's talking about my father and I are at work. Where I thought that was here, but I don't think it is. Uh, and we're always working. I think that's that, back in that's back in John five. Yeah, where, where is that? Yep, you got you uh, got you got. Uh, oh, that that's it. Yeah, we're, it's in five, our context. About verse thirty six. Uh, for the very work that the Father has given me to finish, yeah. which I'm doing, so, testifies that He sent me. All right, and there, you just think about what Jesus is doing. He is working. He's right. after each individual person. And, and so he was trying to introduce that concept. Y'all made this a rule. You can't carry the mat on the Sabbath. I wrote the rule. Actually, what it's showing <laughs> you is <laughs> my idea. Yeah. I, what it's showing you is all the scriptures which he brings up in John 5 will be on the, on the, on the, on toward the end. You know, they y'all studied the scriptures, which God had given them yep. through Moses right. and, and all of that. But they'd been under a law of work so long, 1,500 years, that when grace appears and walks up to them and it starts with the, uh, the healing of people, they still got it down to picking up your mat was a work right. that they just conveniently added to the law of Moses that's on right. top of all the other work. But that's the kind of mind when legalism, as John, as old McGuigan would say, Jace, Legalism is a killer. <laughs> let's take a let's take the a legalistic mind is the reason the atheists hate Christianity. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Let's take a break. So we uh, we talk about this a lot because we have a really great sponsor uh, called Keeps. They tr- they're trying to help men keep their hair because hair tends to for a lot of men tends to fall out. You know, I guess it depends on your genetics. You know, I don't know what all the factors are. I hadn't done a deep dive into it. You know what's funny is when I left to come down here, my wife, because now social distancing and all this, she had her hairdresser coming on site, like secretly, to do her hair. Really? Yeah. And Black so, market hair. And so the hairdresser looks at me and said, because I had never met her hairdresser, and says, uh, do you want to go next? Yeah. <laughs> And I, I can't imagine. I was thinking, no, I'm good. <laughs> but he looked at me and thought, because I thought you, he's, you he's need saying something. I need something, <laughs> which is a good problem to have. Al. It is, it is. I mean, mine's just like driving me crazy. But I still got my little. Boss I was slightly him. offended, but not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hairdresser. I got to get mine out. Is what I got to do. So anyway, Keeps, uh, they basically offer a generic version of a couple of FDA-approved hair loss products. So you got to go to their website, get an evaluation uh, to be able to figure this out. And so you can uh, – Well, I can figure product. it out if you don't have any hair. Yeah, they, go, they right? They help you. There you go. So Keeps.com slash door. Keeps.com slash door. Door is, is going to be able to get you half off your first order, which is really good. Save you some money. So keeps.com slash door and uh, try to keep your hair. 
So that's exactly when you look at it, <clears throat> why Jesus, I think, introduces this the way he does. He's wanting to deal with this because this is going to come up again through his ministry. Oh, Remember another time uh, it was yeah. picking heads one of grain. It was just in every no. one of them, you know, they kept they kept honoring the day above the one who made the day. And they missed the point of why he did it to begin with. Yeah, the verse I was looking for, I don't know, it it is in chapter 5, but it's 16 and 17. And my point is they missed the point of Genesis 2, 1 and 2, where it says on the Sabbath, you know, he rested. Well, they took that to mean he's still resting. He's done. (laughs) And Jesus says, so because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jews persecuted him. Jesus said to him, my father is always at his work. That was the phrase I was looking for. Yeah. To this very day, and I too am working. So he was trying to explain that there was a purpose for that. You know, and it was and you understand why the Jews what they weren't getting it. But still, for us looking back at thirty thousand feet, this is horrible. There was no oh. joy over the guy being healed. And look, I, 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 you see the same thing in our churches. People will get so upset over a rule that they think has been violated where they're incapable of celebrating any kind of joyous, you know, personal victory in, in someone's it's life. Physically. It's not reverent. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, well, we stay away from emotions. That was the whole problem here. They had zero emotion over this guy being healed. If you can't celebrate that and say, well, wait a minute, who is this fellow who's able? I mean, they should have just stopped and said, no. and all they had to do is have an investigation and then listen. But they didn't do it at all, yep. which was horrible. Now, what I've had that happen so many times, <clears throat> you'll preach a sermon, man, you're into it. You got the thing in there. You lay it out there. And some guy comes up afterwards, and you're thinking he's going to say, man, I mean, you blew me away. That was powerful. That was something. He says, you know, when you read that verse in verse 12, you left out this. And you're looking at him like, I mean, like, you missed the whole thing I was Mm -hmm. talking about because you were hung up on one little jot and tittle that I missed or somehow misspoke. Happens all the time. I've had it had a thousand times. You know, I've been a part of bringing people to the Lord who were the biggest scoundrels you could ever find. And it like take two to three year process to get them to finally surrender, you know, and then we all gather up and you baptize them and everybody's excited. And then some will say, no, no, I noticed before you baptize them, you, you said, you know, you baptize him in the name of the father and the son, and the Holy spirit. You know, you didn't say exactly Jesus's name. You think that was good enough? You know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> you what? missed this guy we, being born again for years. This guy was like, you know, Satan's right hand man. I mean, just a hell bound heathen, and God has delivered him. And you're talking about the phraseology that did, was said. Did before. you say the right word? Yeah, I'm like the guy's I, elbow I didn't quite say, go under. Pharisee, flee from me, Pharisee. But and I think that's where people just miss. They miss what Jesus was trying to convey mm-hmm. right here. We are not under a system of rule keeping. I mean, well, I think my most quoted passage in in all the arguments that I'm in with people is I wind up always back over in Colossians two, where it talks about our participation in Jesus. You know, verse nine. 
All the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. We just have an example of what happened when he healed and all the persecution that came from that. Then it says, in him you had the old self crucified. In verse 12, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith. Everybody's happy. When you were dead in your sins and in, in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive. He forgave us all our sins. Having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us, and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. We're not under that. But let me show a you. system of works is a tough system. And Look, we're seeing, we're seeing the ramifications of it. They say, did he say pick up your mat on mm-hmm. the Sabbath? That's a work. Look, let me, let me show you the hypocrisy of religion itself. Now, I just read to you Colossians 2, and you would get the impression, based on what I just read, Cancel the code means the code's been canceled. We're not under that, right? We're not under a system of rule-oriented performance, right? There are millions. I get letters all the time that say, we're still under the law. Look, I want to show you something. So that's Colossians 2. The people who put this Bible together, you know, the headings in the Bible are not inspired. Correct. So I just read to you Colossians 2. Look at the heading that it has on Colossians 3. Look at the head. After he just said in 2, 12, 13, rules. He, it said <laughs> rules for holy living. <laughs> look. So they just brought the code back. And look, at verse 18, rules for Christian households. I'm like, the person who was putting this Bible together, they're not reading what it said. <laughs> he just said you're not under rules. He canceled it. He took it away. You've been free. Rules for holy living. It To me, it's no different than what happened in John 5. That's why I said I do so many lessons from there. And that is that is the epitome of the example that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we agree. It was great. And then what, what are the rules? And that's why when we brought up the debate last time about when he said stop sinning, it wasn't that Jesus was not concerned about the way they lived their life. It's all about the motivation. We're a grace-motivated people. One of Jace's now, one of his more infamous comments, Al, was he said, well, when we were raised, we were taught that the only rule is – there are no rules, <laughs> which is perfect. I mean, y- y'all from a rule system. I like your approach. I mean, your rules were were crappy. Well, I mean, the one about if you tear up equipment, then you get a belt weapon. That's a yeah. dumb rule because y'all were so poor, you had crappy equipment. Well, of course it's going to be broken. You know what I mean? But his point was, I'm like, it's all we got, so don't break it. When you take it. a boat paddle and you use the boat paddle to kill the possum, yeah. what what you should have got anything but the boat paddle, because no. the boat paddle is, whole, me, is hewn wood that you paddle out of a bad situation. Can I quote our president? I here. try to stay out of politics, but let me quote our current president. It came from China. China. <laughs> the China. boat paddle was made in China. It broke. You know why? Because it was a crappy built boat oh, paddle. I understand your logic because China. Well, I, you know what I'm saying is it led to you a mini made belt in China weapon. was a joke where you said, don't buy that. It still is. Well, yeah, I know it's a joke. All right, let's oh. take a break. 
Well, I'm sitting at four. I never thought about buying underwear, but I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I tell you wacky, what. It's a wacky world we live in. I am yeah. super excited about uh, Tommy John underwear. I have a drawer full of them. It was a game changer for me. Now, of course, Dad, you, like, we were in, you don't probably remember this, we were in Scotland filming for Duck Dynasty, and the fire alarm went off about 2 a.m., and everybody come out in the hall because, you know, we're there's loud. Oh, yeah. And we were all there. And I look over. You remember this? So Dad and Cy are both out with their tidy-whitey underwear, and that's it. They were yeah. just standing in the hall. And I and I it just, you know, you don't really talk about underwear much with people. So I was surprised you were still wearing the same underwear. But well, he just went, said he hasn't thought about buying underwear in years. That was a disturbing comment. <laughs> Does just mom buy them for you, or how do you how do you uh, get I them? I guess that's how they get there. I don't know. <laughs> so there's a little drawer, and, you know, and, and remind me know, to I, stay away from the little drawer. <laughs> well, <laughs> so so look, Dad. Or so I'm fixing to get you some of these. You're not believe they will. They're going to change your life. That's how much I love really? my Tommy John. I've underwear. never tried this. Oh, this they're fantastic. Room. I mean, I thought it was just a yuppie type deal. Well, that's where it started, but like you said, everything good and bad comes out of Yuppieville. So I mean, this, but this is a good one. Uh, I I am a Tommy John fan. Look here, here's how good they are. They've got they call it the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. So if you don't say it's the best you've ever worn, you can they get you your money back. That's how that's how confident they are in this product. You well, don't hear these that, are like down your legs a little bit. Yeah. Well, now you can get them a little shorter if you're if you're into you can get them shorter. Yeah. I like them down a little bit, kind of like boxer briefs. Now, you know, I don't know what do you are you a brief guy or are you a just tell me how to order them because I'm 70, getting really well, this is getting awkward. 70, <laughs> at seventy four. Trust me when I tell you. Underwear is not on the top list of things <laughs> well, I need. You know, you're, you're, you're in the minority. You don't do and, enough well, in most well, aspects. I'm of way life. past right, so. the check these seductive underwear out. I'm like, you know, forget the seduction. What? What? what, what no, no. It? This is all about comfort. All right, so I'm going to get you some, Dad. So, you, and you're going to tell me they're the best you ever had. So, TommyJohn.com slash Phil. Uh, TommyJohn.com slash Phil. You get 25 percent off your first order, which is awesome. Uh, so check them out. I can guarantee. I I got the Tommy John guarantee, so I'm on board. But if you hadn't tried them, try them. TommyJohn.com/slash/field. Twenty five percent off. So I was thinking about that, Jesse. You're right. Galatians. So wrap it up. Al. Galatians six says Galatians six two says the same thing because he the Galatians Paul says the law of Christ is fulfilled in one thing, the continuing debt to love each other. Yeah. So you know, you think about all these deals about rules, about all that. He boiled it all down to one concept. You want to fulfill the law of Christ? You want to you say if you want to put it in a law context, just love each other. By the way, John, bear I, one another's burdens. Well, yeah. and this incident that happened with the with the when Jesus healed him, you know what? Just kind of just jumps out at you after you just brought that up. There was no love, there, Al. No rule keeping. It does something to love. It does. Because couldn't you think they didn't get excited for this guy? They actually wanted to kill the one that healed him. The one who healed him. But they, they I think you got well. But, they, wait, out. They finally did kill God. They, they did. But look, but you have two extremes in the religious world. Because see, we're talking about the rule oriented. You know, because I'm always going to go in grace. But then you got the people on the other side. They're like, well, we can't do anything, so we won't. Yeah. They they just sit around and do nothing. 
And they're like, well, we... It's a fair point. And, and, and when you go to the most famous grace passage, to me, it is Ephesians 2, when it says, uh, because of God's rich mercy, he made us alive, God raised us up. Uh, verse 8, for it is by grace you've been saved, through faith, this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast. But then they, they don't read the next verse. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So that's what my point is. It's not the the Jews misunderstood one key point. They were like, oh, the Sabbath, you can do nothing. We have a rule. We can do nothing. And Jesus is like, hey, I've been working. I'm working now. And we do the same thing, but it's the motivation for us, because it's a grace-motivated work instead of a rule-keeping work. I, I need to be looking around because of what Jesus did and looking at how Jesus operated, and then I need to see what God had prepared in advance for me to go do. I need to make the most of the opportunity. But I know one thing from reading that, oh, he wants me to go to work. No but doubt. not because I can be saved or not because I don't want to viol- violate a rule, but it's because I am saved. This is my purpose. So if you look back at John 5, here's here's some new information Jesus is going to reveal in this discussion. Because he, he starts, he goes from, oh, you, you, you think you've seen something here? When you get to, to verse 20, he says, to your amazement, he will show even greater things than these. He's like, you ain't seen nothing yet. You think these, you know, a couple of healings that you've seen. He says, for just as the Father raises the dead... There's a little mm-hmm. preview of what's going to happen, and gives them life. Even so, the Son gives life to whom He is pleased to give it. Moreover, here's another one for you, you Jewish guys that are you know persecute me over Sabbath. The Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. So, I mean, look, that's a major leap forward in the theology. These guys knew. He said, "Look, you've been waiting for Yahweh to judge you. I got news for you. I'm the guy that's going to judge you." Because he was talking about those who would embrace him. I mean, that's amazing. Just think about that. That is a whole new. This is blowing their minds oh, that this is. guy is saying this. You know. Well, the, I mean, they're probably thinking at this point that he's a psycho, raving lunatic. Because you know, one verse you skipped over. I, I I always read it because I I don't know for some reason. I had <laughs> never heard the term crossover except in basketball. You know, it's like yeah. the greatest move you can do is right. like a crossover dribble. You know, it just breaks people's ankles what they who say. is the best ever at it uh chris jackson oh remember that cross you mean from lsu yeah. well, i'm sure there's a few few other pros that <laughs> i mean in, yeah in yeah. our dimension yeah oh chris jack but chris jackson he had the crossover but then go the in, jump shot but then he had the step back th- he, chris jackson invented he did you know with the guy in houston now is he still in houston yeah yeah with yeah. the beard yeah i think oh uh, what's his name uh, uh harden harden i mean he's got you know mr step back well, Chris Jackson, he was doing that 25 years ago. Sorry to say. But I like this because it says, I tell you the truth in verse 24. Whoever, Jesus says, whoever, this is just such a profound statement. Whoever hears my word, which is what we just went over in John 4 mm-hmm. uh, when it said, you know, trusted his word. Right. Uh, whoever hears my word and believes me who sent me has eternal life. And will not be condemned. He has crossed over 
from death to life. Is that what yours says? Crossed yep. over. Crossed over. Yeah. I mean, you're like in life, but you just cross. If you believe in Jesus, you made the cross out. You made the greatest move in life. You crossed over. Step back three. From life to death, it's an unstoppable move. Even though you you might die, but no, not really, because you crossed over. I mean, I just I don't know. I always thought about that. <laughs> I never thought about the crossover. That's a pretty good thought. Pretty though. cool. I like. Well, he said it. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand it because it's such a <laughs> profound statement. It's like, but I feel like you want to when you meet people, you want to say, "Have you crossed over?" By the way, <laughs> read verse twenty-seven, Jace twenty-five. Yeah. Oh, read just, verse twenty-five. I just love these. A time this. is coming and has now come. What do he say? When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those Which is your who hear it will live. Yeah. Yeah. Which is your point. Well, then he's going to go all the way down in verse 28 and 29. He's going to look all the way ahead to the resurrection, the the big resurrection. You bet you. So he, he's he's making some points in about being raised to live in him. But then he gives you a little glimpse. Like, look, by the way, all in their graves will be raised. By the way, think how far he went if you want to say it like this, theologically speaking, from the time he walked up on that guy who was lying there, he's all crippled up. Right. From the time that happened to he's talking about over here, uh, don't be amazed that this, the time is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise to live. Those who have done evil rise to Look how much ground he covered, Al. Yeah, in just a short period of time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. From, and all came from one act of kindness toward your fellow man. Right. He does it. They said we need to kill him. I mean, the guy told you what to pick up his mat. Look at what they're arguing about, and look at what he's saying. And you're like, man, what a way to. Yeah. I mean, well, just to well, hang fit. on. Let's take one last break. We'll bring it on. A lot of information came out of that heated. You know what I? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you say take a break, but Phil never takes the break. <laughs> he takes a breath. <laughs> it's kind of he funny. takes a breath. break. One, two, three. Let's go. <laughs> no, Fitz. One, you got time to go shut it down. One thousand. One. It's over. It's a cup. Started back. It's a computer world. You all got to learn to live with it. <laughs> I always think about that with these races. You know, you say this guy's the greatest racer ever, and he he beat a guy by that. Yeah. yeah that. Oh, he's the greatest. You won by, I mean, a, a millimeter yeah, a second. I mean, you got lucky. <laughs> but I you, you will have to admit, Jesus covered a lot of ground in a short period of time right here. I want to he read this because my favorite part of this whole chapter is when he gets down to the end. And I just wanted to get back to this work that he said he was doing because he was trying to get them to see just because we're saved under the grace of God, that don't mean we're lazy people. Right. And that don't mean we're not concerned about the life style of others when he whatever he meant by saying stop sinning in verse 14 or something worse you know i think he just went off the rails because he was healed and he was celebrating but whatever that means he did the same thing in uh coming up in john 8 when they went to stone the Mm -hmm. woman and he said no you know and he he went through that speech, which we'll we'll get there later. But you remember what he said in the last verse to her? Stop, he said, "Stop living your life." Of yeah, sin. he said, "Go and leave your life of sin." I mean, God doesn't want. He has no evil. He does not want you to make bad decisions. We can all agree on that. But we have two lines of thinking 
in the church. We have those who come up with rules that have nothing to do with sin. You know, when you get into how you worship and how many songs you sing or whether you have instruments with your singing or if you do the Lord's Supper once a week. Where you're standing when you're singing. Where you're standing and the guy's wife got up there, you know. I don't find choir in the Bible. Well, right. They get all – and none of that has to do with sin. Correct. You're like, well, wait a minute. It, that's why I apply it to what happened in John 5. Here's people doing great things in the modern world, and somehow or another, people took the Bible and tried to come up with a formula on how you go about doing all forms of worship. And in this case, the Jews had it down to a guy's healed after 38 years of misery, and he's carrying a mat. Because of something God instituted in Genesis 2. The same guy that told him to pick up the mat, by the way. The guy now (laughs) says, no, we're not doing the you can't carry your mat anymore. (laughs) And they're like, we need to kill him. (laughs) What? (laughs) But that's the same way I feel when... I, you know, we do a, a worship song or whatever, and, there, and somebody, when I leave, somebody said, well, last week y'all did four songs. This week you only did three. Why is that? <laughs> They're counting the number I'm like, of songs. <laughs> why would you ask me that question? You know, you say, I mean, what, what part of this are we missing? We're not, <laughs> you're not worshiping the king. You're arguing about whether I'm carrying my mat full of four songs. <laughs> Or three on the way. <laughs> You've missed it. This is not a rule-oriented thing. So he makes this profound statement because I know the guy we, walked we me, have to go. Walked up to me one day, and right before I got up to speak, country church, we went in there. He walked up to him, put his hand on my shoulder. Everybody arrived at that little church building in the middle of the woods, about 40 people. They all arrived there within one minute of each other. Whew. They were there, and he walks. It's almost over like there. they were teleported. I'm, I'm sitting there, and he walks over and he puts his hand on my shoulder. He said, uh, "Miss Robinson, we're going to do what we've been doing for 69 years." He said, three songs, a prayer, and then you're going to speak." He said, "Fair enough." I said, "Let's go with it." I think he I said, just, said just, six, "Just do no songs." He said for 69 years. <laughs> And I spoke. We're sticking with the plan. And when I spoke and got through speaking, I preached the gospel to him. I noticed that when I said, "Well, that that winds me up for today." It's good that y'all had me here. If anybody hasn't obeyed the gospel, they come forward, and I'll I'll baptize them. Well, when I said that, I look out there and I said, "Close my Bible, sermon over." Look, they all were looking at me. I'm looking at their faces. They all turned. They all turned away. They're all looking back. Every one of them. All 45 of them were looking at me. And what I'm was running. the average age of this girl? Old. And look, <laughs> but the oldest one there. The average age, look, old. They were looking at me, sermon's over, and all of them turned in unison and looked back. And there was one old woman sitting back there on next to the last row. She was just sitting there. They all looked around at her, looked back at her. She went. <laughs> Thumbs up. So they told me later, I said, what was the woman, what? What was that about? Said she. She was. She's there to tell us. Believe him. <laughs> said well, the they said when I had to tell you, Mister Robson, most of them she'd go. <laughs> but you, 
She said it was the best sermon she's heard since uh, Mike, somebody come through there in 1937. I mean, she Did these people back, believe in Jesus? She went back. They went back 40 years. She said, that's the best one I've heard in 40. Well, that's good. Uh, Phil, Phil, they don't invite me. I want to read this All right, bring it on, because bring it I know on. Kay slipped a note in, and I want to see what that note says. But yeah, in verse note. 39, it, he said, and here's the point, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. Here's the author of the Bible. You think hating on the Bible. No, he's not. It's awesome. But don't miss the point, which is this. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. And I think he was balancing what we're saying. Make sure you get the relationship aspect of what we get to experience in Jesus and how that works in freedom. You know, you have a verse, Second Corinthians, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's freedom. You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Yeah. And, and don't be a... Uh, you know, a rule-oriented. So mom is uh, famous for leaving notes, yeah. and she left one on the door before we started the podcast. I went out and got it. It said, at K's, ribeye roast, 115. Now there is a woman. <laughs> and yeah. on, according to my watch, it is 110. So that There's means, a woman right that there, means the podcast, Unashamed Podcast is out. Jace, when your woman starts writing notes like that, then you can say, I've got the woman I've been looking for. Well, Until she gets at this level, she's just somebody well, else. My mom, my mom, your wife marrying you was the closest thing to a miracle that I've seen. <laughs> So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.